Good evening. Allow me to begin with a word of gratitude for your presence this evening. I know for some of you it's been a long day, a long day of work and other activities. And so being here, your being here is a great inspiration to me. So thank you for allowing God to be a part of your day. Thank you for not taking this just as an obligation, but just another opportunity for us to grow a little deeper in our relationship with Him. Now, my friends, ever since, for as long as I could remember, I've always loved the lives of the saint. I received my very first book, The Life of St. Martin the Poorest, my patron saint, when I was in third grade. And then the next two was The Life of St. Dominic Savio and Maria Goretti. And ever since then, I have always loved reading about the saints, the heroes of our faith. But I must admit, though, that this fascination and this interest on the lives of the saints kind of evolved with time. When I was a kid, I was fascinated by all the miracles. I loved the fact that St. Martin used to be able to levitate, you know, floating in the middle of the air, praying at night. I love reading about St. Maria Goretti appearing to Alejandro, the very person who killed her, and offer him her forgiveness and offer him uh, a flower as a sign of forgiveness. I love reading about Parapio being able to bilocate from one location to the next. Love reading about Raymond of Peñafort who just throw a, his cape onto the water and started floating across the sea on his cape. All these things, I was so fascinated. Then I became a teenager, and my interest got a little darker. So I became more interested in the stories of the martyrs, right? How St. Cecilia, they, uh, they tried to chop her head off, but they didn't do a good job, so she lived for three more days, bleeding herself to death. Or St. Sebastian, you know, with all these arrows stuck into his body, was healed and then come back and then got killed again by the emperor. How St. Joseph Marchand, one of the 117 Vietnamese martyrs, was sliced into a hundred pieces and yet never once wavered in his faith. So I must say, as a teenager, my interest was a little dark. But the stories of these martyrs was so inspiring to me because of their courage. Then I enter into the seminary and the virtues, the virtues of the saints were what interested me the most. The perseverance of St. Damien of Malachi, the kindness of St. Elizabeth of Hungary, and so on and so on. Then I started working for the church and then became a lawyer. Then I became a little jaded and a little cynical. So now the glitter of the halos really don't impress me all that much anymore. And I began to see the saints in their humanity and what an interesting thing it really was. St. Martin the Poorest, for example, my patron saint, a beautiful soul, but years and years of systematic discrimination 
had made him feel so little, that he had no confidence that as someone of mixed race, that he was worthy of the priesthood. And so he spent the rest of his life as a lowly brother, doing the meanest job in the monastery. Or St. Jerome. Jerome must have suffered from uh, antisocial disorder because he just did not like to be around anybody. And no one really wanted to be around him for that matter. In fact, he could only, could only spend time, and the only creature that wanted to spend time with him on a full-time basis was a lion. And Jerome used to walk around half-naked and beaten himself with a rock, for goodness sake. And then <laughs> Therese of Lisieux, one of the most famous saints of the 20th century. Therese's mom died when she was really young. And then she saw how one sister after another, her older sister left her to go to the convent, to the cloister, and she developed a serious abandonment issue. And because she suffered a very serious illness when she was younger and only recovered because of a miracle, Therese of Lisieux was always very anxious. She, has some, she had a severe anxiety disorder and must have been a little OCD as well. And finally, my favorite of all, Blessed Carlo Acutis, a millennial saint who struggled with his weight. Why? Because he loved Nutella's and could not say no to Nutella's to the point that well, he was a 15-year-old, but a very big 15-year-old boy. When he was ill, his parents couldn't lift him. Both of them couldn't lift him. So what did they have to do? They haul him onto a computer chair and roll him out to the car so that they could take him to the hospital. And seeing all this, and I said to myself, my goodness, these are some messed up people. And then you realize, well, they are messed up people. Why? Because they're just like you and me. All of us sitting here, we all have issues. We all have problems. None of us can say that we're perfect before God. So what make these individuals, regardless of their idiosyncrasies and their quirkiness, what made them saints? And I suggest that regardless of the imperfections of their humanity, they became saints because they loved the Lord Jesus. That's it. They love Him so deeply that they allow Him to work through their humanity, and to bring graces to those around them. Nothing beyond that, but they really just loved the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that love overflowing in their lives, they were able to show the face of Jesus Christ to those around them. In fact, one of the most moving testimonies during the process of investigation for St. John Vianney's canonization was the testimony of one of his parishioners, 
a man who did not, did not have any education, and his testimony was only one sentence. I have seen God in a human person. That was it. John Vianney was able to show the face of Christ to his parishioners. All these things that I've mentioned earlier, as weird, as quirky as they were, doesn't matter. They were able to show the face of Jesus Christ to those around them. And that too is something for you and for me, perhaps, to try our best to put into practice in our day-to-day interaction. Sure, we're all messed up in our own ways. We all struggle with our sins and our humanity. Fine, but do the best we can to fall in love with Jesus Christ and allow that love to infiltrate and then permeate all around us. Show the face of Jesus Christ to those around us and that's how you and I can achieve holiness and achieve sainthood one of these days. May God then give us the grace to simply be open to Him, to open ourselves to Him and to fall in love with Him. Regardless of our struggles, may we show the world the face of Jesus. May people who come into interaction with us may see God in each and every single one of us, broken human beings, but so very loved.